Hey guys, it is Scotch for Dummies tonight. Tonight, we're talking about what are you doing with COVID-19? Are you drinking more? Are you drinking less? Maybe we'll talk a little about Dr. Scotch topic on does whiskey help you in this scenario? Otherwise, we're gonna talk through some of the, uh, what Scotch for Dummies is doing this week, and we're also gonna talk through what you're doing this week. Stay tuned. What's up, guys? Hey, guys, it is Scotch for Dummies. For guys on a Scotch journey to help you with your next Scotch purchase, I'm Drew. I'm Andrew. I'm Sean. And I'm Mark. Welcome to the show. Uh, so this week, Drew threw, a, Drew threw an interesting challenge at each of us this week. We did a blind challenge that Drew put together, and we each did a different blind challenge. Uh, so mine was the battle of the 20-plus-year-olds. Uh, Mark, you had uh, the middle of the road. Middle of the road. Yeah. And, and I Andrew? had the wheelhouse surprise. <laughs> so I, I kind of want to start off by just asking Drew, like, what was what was your inspiration for the blinds? Like, how did you have something in mind when you started doing this? Or did you just, like, kind of look through your whiskeys and and – kind of pull some bottles out that you thought were interesting looking how did you go about doing this well honestly i, I was trying to figure out how how can we do this i was trying to figure out the just the, the whole idea of, of putting it all together logistics and everything else i'm like okay how can we put it together? who's gonna do what and i thought you know what i remember did i did roy's not too long ago i guess it was back in december or something or maybe longer maybe it was a year ago i, I don't remember but I, I really liked his format and i thought That'd be kind of cool to do. So I started looking at my bar and I started looking at some things and I started putting some bottles in my bar and I was trying to figure out what I could do. Originally, I was going to do one or three bottles for all of you. And I thought it might be too easy. So I thought I'm going to do three separate unique uh, blind tastings for you guys. And so I kind of put bottles together and, and kind of thought this would be kind of cool. This would be kind of cool. So I put this, some 20s over here and I'm like, well, it'd be kind of cool to do a little 20 something. And I started thinking about Andrew. Of course, you can't give Andrew a bunch of sherry bombs because he's not going to really like them as much. But he's going to like smoky stuff. So I started looking at my smoky collection. I thought, I'm going to see if I can get him to really try some different things and throw them off a little bit. And then Mark, Mark kind of got screwed, to be honest with you, because I had a bunch of 12s and 15s. I was like, all right, let's see if you can figure out some ages. <laughs> it was tough. It was tough. It was tough. But so it was, it was fun. When, when, when we started doing this, we were like, okay, do we have different bottles? Do we have the same? Did he, did he throw us a curve? So we started tasting them. Like, my number one tastes different than your number one. How maybe they're not the same? And so it, it's really it was it's tough for us. Yeah. I'm reading all these comments, man. Everybody's wow. having a good conversation. I love the comments. <laughs> um, it's tough for our podcasters, but to 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 talk more about. You know the the blind challenge. I I'm not sure how I'm gonna handle it, Drew. When it's my turn, right now, currently, I guess the the ball is in Sean's court, right? Um. So Sean, you're kind of on the hot seat to put together some kind of blind for us. Um. For next Monday, is that it? Yeah. Yeah. So um, I I actually had uh, quite a few helping hands. 
Uh, oh, wow. Not necessarily like picking stuff out, but just like giving suggestions of things that they think would be fun to do or interesting for you guys to try. So nobody, I will say, has been like, let's screw these guys over. You know what I mean? <laughs> but it's much more like this would be an interesting compare and contrast for you guys, you know, and, and maybe you should think about doing something like this or something like that. So I, I will have to say I was interested uh, in a couple of different uh, things that they had talked about and suggested to me. And then I had one of my own that is completely unique that nobody has done. Oh, man. So I'm trying to decide exactly how I want to compare and contrast. Uh, so yours, yours will probably be the same challenge for all of you, but it's probably going to be a multi-stage challenge. Like oh. you should prepare yourselves. All right. <laughs> See, that, well, there's cool. some quotes that are coming to mind, Sean. <laughs> See, I've got an idea for the for the blind for you guys. It's 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 going to be kind of different than than what we've had, and so I mean, you guys sort of know what's on my bar, but there are a lot of bottles that haven't been opened that may be open for this, and so it's going to be fun, really fun to see how you guys work through that. I so I I've been thinking about it when it finally comes to me, and I I'm kind of I'm not ready. I mean, honestly, I've got a few ideas, and maybe I'll get uh, I'll be fortunate like Sean, and, and some suggestions will come my way, and they'll they'll spur some good you know, serendipity for me. But um, right now, I, if you said it was my turn, I'd probably be saying you guys are in trouble because I'm going to, you know, I, I, I'm screwed. But, you know, <laughs> we, we actually do have some interesting samples to try here in the future that some folks have shared with us. Um, you know, Travis sent us some really good stuff uh, that are sherry bombs that we're, I'm excited to challenge to get with you guys. And then, you know, last week, Zach sent us uh, those Texas uh, Balcones and I just, you know, I wanted, I wanted to be like our typical format when we're at the bar downstairs at Sean's, the four of us in person, you know, that's, we've kind of grown up dissecting whiskey that way. And that's kind of what I enjoy. So I'm, we're going to put that on hold till then, but um, I drew, I appreciated your effort on this, this blind challenge. It was definitely tough. I saved my number one sample because i still need to challenge you back and see if you think that maybe the bottle <laughs> right. is dirty you still, you still want to face the fact that you messed up no i'm telling you man you got to smell this thing I'm, it's it, i i i'll challenge you back i'm gonna pour your glenn grant into a glass and this sample into a glass and tell me that they're not they're not completely night and day different we'll try it all right but i'm looking anyway, forward to it so um, that that's that's the Monday show, right? Let's yeah. talk about that real quick so people understand what we did because we're, we're kind of throwing curveballs. And this goes back to um, – well, it kind of goes into the main topic. Do we want to get into that yet? I, or yeah. Let's just talk about our format. What, what, what do we have let's, going let's on? Let's run through our blinds and what we, what we actually did and how we did. Um, so, I mean, I can start. I, I really enjoyed mine, Drew. I think you did a really nice job of picking out – some very interesting ones. Um, so I had the battle of the 20 plus years. I had a Johnny Walker blue. Uh, I had an old, old Pony 21 and a Tullibardine 25 year. Um, I actually picked the OP 21 as my favorite. That worked out great because I really like OP 21. Uh, the Tullibardine was my second favorite and the Johnny Walker blue was my third favorite. 
Um, and I actually picked out the correct, uh, you know, all the questions that you gave me, I was able to, to pick all the correct stuff. So I was feeling fairly proud of myself, but it's interesting, you know, you go in with a preconceived notion of stuff is 20 years old or more, and it's going to be fantastic. And, you know, they were all very good, but there's definitely differences. Um, you could definitely taste the grain, um, you know, when you're when you're comparing single malts and and blended scotches, you can you can pick them out <laughs> fairly easily. Uh, but it was, I mean, they were all three very nice. I enjoyed all three of them, but it was it, it's always an exercise to go into those blinds because you really don't know what's in the bottle. Um, they've all got things that you're trying to pick out. So I, I find it interesting. I like the way that, that Aquavite set up his blinds, and I'm glad you did the same thing, Drew, um, because it kind of takes away the nervousness. It gives you something to focus on, like what the ABV is or which one's the oldest one, um, which one's a sherry-influenced whiskey. And so it, it takes some of the nervousness out because you start making choices based on your palate and what you know about whiskey. Um, and it, it starts to get you a little more comfortable in your skin with all of it. So, I mean, I, I enjoyed it a lot. I thought it was a, a fun challenge. Uh, I feel pretty good about myself that I that I nailed them. So I was gonna say you you did really good. You that's why you're up next. You did the best of all. But I think <laughs> I got I got to be honest. When I was doing your Sean, I, I had a hard time trying to go. I, I picked your bottles first, and then I went to to try to get the facts, etc. And I had a hard time trying to figure out facts that you wouldn't pick up because I know you know these pretty well. So I tried to throw you off a little bit, but it didn't it didn't throw you off. You were you were on from the very beginning, so you did you did really good. I mean, I, I was actually because they are fairly close in ABV, uh, so I was pretty proud that I was able to pick out the forty percent ABV one. Um, you know, the the sherry influence. You know, which one was the oldest one? I think that was the other question that you gave me. So. You know, it was it was a fun challenge. I enjoyed it. Um, I'm looking forward to challenging you next week. So, uh, <laughs> good. you did good when you did Roy's challenge. I I, I sat right down there on the floor. Yeah, you watched, you watched the whole thing. Yeah, and and you did much better than you thought you were going to. I think when you first got in there, uh, you were just kind of like, ah, you know, I. You went in with a very I don't want to say defeatist attitude, but you were just kind of like. You know, I'm just going to do the best I can and see what happens, you know, and you actually did very well. So That's kind of how it is, though, right? Because I, I was super nervous and you you nailed it earlier. It's it's not like it's not like you don't know this stuff. It's not like I mean, we've done right. it enough that we, we trust our nose and stuff, but you get confused. There's this pressure. There's this pressure not to fail. It looks stupid. Right. Yeah. That's the thing. Yeah. And you got to get past that and, and not care. Well, and, you know, and that's that's it. And I think once they once they take away. You know, I, I like the fact of, of Roy's challenge not being a like a, a right or wrong kind of thing. It's just helping you train your palate, letting you figure out what you know about whiskey, what you like about whiskey without anything else getting in the way. It's just you tasting this glass and seeing if you like it or not um, and comparing it to some other whiskeys that might be similar or might not be similar. Uh, so, I mean, it's a fun exercise. I think that more people should do it. Um, usually when you go into a blind, you're like, oh, well, I got to pick out the, the Glymphitic out of this lineup of 10 whiskeys, right? And like, that's, yeah. you know, you're not going to, you're not going to succeed in that problem. No. But, no. you know, having three or four whiskeys in front of you, tasting them, putting them in order that you like, like there is no wrong answer. 
you know, and Agreed. then you think through some some characteristics of the whiskeys themselves, and you, you, you know, it's all it's all in fun anyway. It um, is. But it was exactly what you really like the most. I mean, at the end of the day, it's your palate, it's your nose, yeah. it's what you know, and it really takes. I guess the beauty behind it really, because if you think about it, and I'll, I'll switch to Mark in just a second, have him up and talk about his, because um, he was second, not third, Andrew. Um, and so <laughs> it takes the price out of the whole thing, right? Because you had a Johnny Walker Blue, yeah. which was a good 200 yeah. bottle. Yeah. You had uh, the Tullibardine, uh 25 year old, I think is like a $300 bottle. And then yeah. the uh, old Polk mm -hmm. 21. Yep. Um, if you can find it, what, 150? I bet it's 250. You think? Okay. Yeah. I mean, but you it, didn't know anything about that. Anymore. It didn't matter. No, that was fun. You know, I mean, if you have a chance to do that kind of stuff with people, it, it's it's very enjoyable. Because usually when you taste flights of whiskeys, if you go to a whiskey expo or something, you know, you're tasting all the whiskeys from a particular distillery. You know which ones they are. And you're listening to somebody tell you what, what it tastes like. And it totally takes away from your perceptions of what those things are exactly uh, so I, I think this is a good exercise for more people to get involved in well let's get uh let's get mark in here and let him go next and um i'm reading uh, comments uh, here because you know you're second that's why well i don't understand what well, second uh, explain that to me because i don't I, either they're confused or i'm confused what do you mean well, second as far as getting the right amount oh okay i yeah so i I wouldn't even say I was second. I don't know, but I mean, I, I wouldn't say I was anywhere near it. I actually got thrown. It was tough. Um, and and I, it was tough for me because the first one really kind of threw me off, even reading my notes and knowing what was in the bottle. I mean, you told me what you put in that bottle and I read my notes and I'm like, that's not because I, I have a bottle of that. That is not anything that I smell in that bottle. So I was I, it, something was was a, a mess there, a foot, if you will. But um, my challenge was called middle of the road. Um, and what I had in my, my samples were a Glenn Grant 15, a Dewar 12, and a Johnny Walker 18. Um, it's, it's not the old 18, it's the new 18. So it's the 18 ultimate, I believe is what it's actually called right now. Um, and so when I poured them out, I took the nose and, and I, 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 took some notes on all of them and you basically asked me number one rank them from your favorite to your least favorite and i do believe that i ranked them three i don't even remember now i'd have to look do you remember how i ranked them i ranked them three one two maybe um uh, i don't know actually i think i do have my notes up still yeah um, I, I ranked it so when i ranking them blindly i ranked the johnny walker i liked the best um, and then the Glen Grant 15, and then the Doers 12. No, uh, you, have, you had them backwards. You had the 18 first, you had the Doers second, and you had the Glen Grant third. So it was three, two, one is the way I ranked them. Yeah. Um, yeah. And and I did that because of the nose of the Glen Grant. The nose, I, I literally have written his notes of like bad nose. <laughs> I mean, Didn't you say it was peated to or something? Yes. I said, I mean, it had peat on it and, and, and I'm that Glenn Grant 15 does not have no. peat in it. No. So anyway, um, the, the second thing that you asked me to do, uh, was to find the 15 year old, find the 18 year old and find the 12 year old. And, um, and if you were to see my hand notes, I, I, I flipped on it. My very first impression, I had them ranked year-wise 
one way and then I flipped right at the last minute. The more time you gave me, the more time my mind was playing on it. And I switched it up and I got the I got the 18. I got the Johnny Walker right. Um, and I, I got uh, I said that the Doers was actually 15 years old when it in fact is a 12 year old. And so right. I flipped that one and went around. Um, I was really close on my ABVs, though. Uh, the only one that I was really off on the ABVs was the Glenn Grant 15, which is what's that? That's a 55. Yeah, that's yeah, that's that's kind of a high ABV, and it it did not come off high, but that's because it had Pete in it, and 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 I think Pete masks that to me. So I I really thought this one was tough. I mean, it was a it was a butt kicker for me. You had a tough one. It wasn't easy, and I'll um, I'll, be, I'll be honest with you. I was trying. I call it middle road because. <clears throat> That's kind of what it was. It was like, yeah, yeah, yeah. I, I could give you really nice sherries. I didn't have some of these other ones open. Like I thought about the cast strength stuff with SMWS, but I'm like, man, that's going to really burn your palate pretty quickly and that stuff. So I was like, you know what? It was a, it was kind of a fast thing, and I just grabbed some bottles and I'm thought I'd make it work. So we'll we'll improve on this one, but it was well, still- it, it was fun anyway, Drew. And and at the end of the day, it it, it still educates your palate. It educates your nose. I mean, you. You know, don't feel bad about being wrong. Throw it out there, and then when when the things are revealed, you you, you learn from this. I mean, and it sure. just makes you appreciate more and better. So, honestly, going over it right now with you has already given me a few ideas of the types of questions and challenges I want to put to you guys when it's my turn. Um, and it, they're not going to be the challenges where it's trying to to gotcha. It's going to be really trying to figure out what your palate is good at and what and it's not. Awesome. Yeah. So yeah. to answer Tom's question. I purposely did uh, Andrew's stuff last just to make sure I didn't taint with any peat or smoke. So speaking of Andrew, Mark, thanks. Bring him in, man. Bring him in. This is my list. What you got going on? And I like cheap whiskey. So I'll say that. So my favorite. So these these are the whiskeys that that Drew sent me. So we had number one, a a, a Chegg, 18-year-old, $160 a bottle, a Gordon McPhail, Koala and a Johnny Walker Black. And in my preference, when I tasted them, Johnny Walker, number two, and then number one. And and the reason I did that is, uh, quite honestly, those blends do a great job of creating a well-balanced whiskey. So what I got out of the, the Johnny Walker Black was a little bit of smoky, a little bit of funkiness in it, but but it's some sweetness and some goodness in it that, that just it tasted really nice. Um, when I got up to the 18-year-old uh, Lechegg at 46.3%, it felt young, it felt sharp, it felt, you know, angular. It, it didn't feel like a, it didn't taste like a good, well-balanced whiskey. And so, you know, so I, I ordered them in my favorite profile, and then I completely blew up when it came down to, you know, what did I suspect was a smoky blend, what did I suspect? suspect was a cast strength and what did I suspect was an 18 year old completely <laughs> destroyed it wrong yeah. in all, all accounts well it I think and I haven't watched it too closely I am and you kind of did the same thing I did with mine and I think Roy said that you know if I would have listened to myself speak I would probably have done better on some of these I think you're probably you felt culprit to the same situation you were talking through some of these things and you may and that's one thing too is that and I'll, I'll, you know, I'll go ahead and bring you guys all back in for this one. Um, it's one of those things where it's really easy to, when you're doing these blinds, they get confused really yeah. easy, especially when you have five, like Roy does. We only did three. 
but you can really mess yourself up. It's rushed. You don't have a whole lot of time in between. You know, it's good to have water, maybe some coffee beans or something else if you really want to get crazy about it. Um, but it's 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 not easy to do and perform you know, on, on time. Yeah. I mean, I would say with the ones with mine in hindsight, I can see where each one has their own unique character. Each bottle has has a has a great um, niche for what it what it provides. But I guess in general, I like a really good broad whiskey, and you know, I like lots of flavor. I like lots of variability. And if you are a, a single cask, generally it's harder to create that broad flavor. So a blend, especially a well-done blend like Johnny Black, it, it has a lot of those sweetness and smoky characters that, that I like. And so I, I'm, I'm going to say, yeah, I, I enjoy drinking that. Well, it was uh, fun, guys. I, I really enjoy doing with you guys and watching you go through this. appreciate you, man. I mean, it's a lot of work to put all this stuff together. I'm already realizing as I'm getting ready for next week. Yeah. Just Because it's not just picking the whiskey. There right. has to be a guiding principle behind it. Like, what are you trying to accomplish? Why are you doing this? Right. You know? And then being able to describe that in such a way that I can type it up in very simple instructions and hand it over to you guys to follow along with the program that I'm making. So, <laughs> I mean, it's it's tough, man. I mean, it really, really is. So I, hats off to you, Drew. I mean, you did Thank three you. different ones. That's that's even tough. more work than I'm contemplating. So it was a lot of it was a lot of time and energy up front. I, I just want to call. I wish I could super chat Scott right now because that's yeah, I know. <laughs> right. <laughs> yeah, I like my whiskey cheap. I agree. <laughs> well, nice, fun time. But you know, there's one other person that um, we could talk to tonight about blinds, which didn't participate. But I think maybe you should. Oh yeah, time listener. Would. First time caller. First time caller. Hey, look at that. Look at that. Look at those. Are those all bottles behind you? Are those all yeah. bottles of whiskey? It's like Kelso <laughs> with a beard. Look at all those bottles on the wall. Holy cow. Get the camera closer to the bottles, Mike. We don't want to see you. It's all bird, but you don't want to see any of it. <laughs> Here you go. Uh, boy. It must be a Glenmoe night. I'm drinking Glenmoe. I saw Mark pouring some. I know. I saw that just now. Oh, yeah. I was still waiting for that when Mark pulled it up. It's been a long time, Mike. You know, the one thing that, that we should notice, we did that, uh, what bottle did we do? The uh, Lac Lamond 18. Yeah. I, saw, uh, over, I just, know. did you see, I just finished, I just killed that, but my bottle of there. Oh, really? I killed the. Uh, I killed the 99, I killed an 02, and I have this much left of an 04. Oh, wow. wow. You like Quarantine's that. hitting you pretty hard, huh, Mike? Yeah, it is. Yeah, it is. <laughs> yeah. Oh, well. That's what they're for, right? Mike, it's good to see you. you got a lot of people talking about you. It's been a while since hey, you've been on the show. It's good to see you. It sucks yeah. that we have to go on quarantine to get you on the show, huh? Yeah, yeah right? And it sucks. What's been new with you? Uh, obviously, you're still uh, adding bottles to uh, to your collection. There, you got anything interesting? How's uh, how's life going on uh, around the corner? <laughs> around the corner, uh, it's going good. I, I'm getting uh, three cubic yards of mulch tomorrow. Um, oh. So that I'm doing the same thing everybody else is doing is yard work and trying to make the best of it, working around the house and getting some stuff done. 
I'm lucky enough. I'm one of the lucky ones also that I work from home right now. So, I've, well, I mean, at least you're working, right? That's a good thing. Yeah. 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 But uh, but everybody's safe and healthy. I mean, yeah, family's good. Hey, you, you guys are okay. Yeah. Yeah. Anybody look at this? Oh, what the? That's an 18 too, right? Or is yeah. that the 20? 18. I was like, oh, I don't know how to pull up the cork. Did you break the cork on that? Yeah. The cork broke. I didn't break it on purpose. <laughs> what bottle is it? Deanston 18. So now I got to set it over there and do surgery on it after the show. Yes. That's what I have the same problem with my Deanston 20. I think the Deanston has some issues with corks. Well, either that or the whiskey just dries up on that cork and makes it sticky so when you go to twist it off cork breaks it's all that that, be, I, maybe I be nervous, right sean. that could be the problem i'm disappointed sean that's not the sean i remember the sean i know would just push the cork through and pour himself a dram and deal with that later i mean i'm not gonna do that if i can get the cork out man come on you know, get yourself a decanter. <laughs> they worry about the, the whiskey, not the corks. Who cares? Right. All right. Well, oh, shit. Yeah, corkscrew. Travis Fairclaw says corkscrew. Well, I got a corkscrew, but I'm not going to do surgery on it while I'm on the show. No. I'll just drink this Ben Rick instead. Oh, I know the cork's coming out of that one. Because <laughs> it's loose? No. <laughs> Hey, hey, uh, Sean, Hoagie says, stop whining, Sean, and handle business. Oh, wow. I'm not whining. I'm just sad that I couldn't get one right now. I'm going to get one later. Don't get me wrong. <laughs> so why don't we uh, move forward a little bit in the show, gentlemen. Um, let's let's talk about Mike. I, by the way, I just heard from a, a birdie. We're going to have another guest here in a little while. So so let's talk about that, the other stuff in a little bit. Let's let's bring Dr. Scotch in and see if he can help us out with some stuff. And what do you think? Hold on, I think he's over I here. Yeah, Scotch over there. They call him Dr. Scotch. They Doctor, him. are you saying uh, Sean? <laughs> do you want me to? Yeah, we don't have to do it. We do. Black guy in little coat. Black guy in little coat. <laughs> Do oh, it, Richard. <laughs> oh, <laughs> that's awesome. Uh, so, are you going to talk to us, Dr. Scotch? That's right. So, Dr. Scotch here. I'm a doctor on YouTube, not on TV. <laughs> so, like I'm talk about particles and Scotch. How they affect what are you, Scotch. What are you going to talk about today? The speed and the angle of which it flies off the shelf. <laughs> and we're going to talk about the nose and how to smell. Are are we? No. <laughs> what what's our actual topic, Andrew? So I think a good a good Dr. Scott topic would be a top German doctor recommends whiskey to protect against COVID nineteen. What the what? We've got so, that. So you've seen obviously through through a lot of a lot of information that um, the higher the alcohol content. The, the better you, chance you have of preventing COVID-19 or, or killing the, or I'll say deactivating the virus. So vac, uh, viruses aren't alive. They're like a protein shell or a, a lipid shell surrounded by uh, RNA. 
So one of the things that you have to do is you have to break that lipid layer. And to, to break that lipid layer to deactivate the virus, alcohol is one of the best uh, compounds you can do to do that. But the, so the German doctor says, and I'm, and I'm going to read, read through his, I don't, I don't know if Drew can put it online or put it on the screen or not. But yet, I would say, yes, of course that's true. The higher the percentage of alcohol, the better it is. For example, if you are a whiskey lover, then that certainly isn't a bad idea. But of course, you need to bear in mind that you can't do that every 15 minutes. So the problem is with alcohol. So if you drink alcohol, the high, you know, 60% ABV is what they've shown will really break down the lipid layer that, that surrounds the virus and will deactivate it. But you have to essentially drink 60% ABV every 15 minutes while you're out in public to prevent the, the, the virus from kind of being able to infect you. So it's kind of not a good, um, a good <laughs> tool to be able to use, but it does work. And so that's why a lot of uh, distilleries in the Indianapolis area and others have, cr have started putting out their own um, versions of hand sanitizer because they're distilling, or di uh, they're distilling the material anyway, and creating upwards of 90, 95% ABV uh, uh, ethanol. What they do is that then they add those to like aloe and other compounds that will they'll kind of soften it and not be as harsh on your skin. And they put those in hand sanitizer bottles. And what it does is that the greater than 60% ABV will, will um, deactivate the virus that's on your hands or whatever surfaces you drive on, you, you, you rub your hands on. So the key is high ABV is good, but high ABV is not good for like functioning in society. So the rest of you guys. Look, you can't, you can't right now everybody's out. being told they have to stay at home anyway. What's wrong with that in functioning society? I mean, come on. I, Nothing. Yeah, uh, 15 minutes, you know what? I'm just gonna pull my kilt down and, and man down and, and keep going. I, I got this and I got plenty of high proof scotch. I'm, I'm, I'm gonna give this a shot. I'm staying healthy. Yeah. So so I, Catherine is right. Just keep al alcohol in your mouth at all times. <laughs> I think this guy right here might know something about drinking scotch. He knows a little bit. Oh man. Look at that. So Look guess who else is just sitting around not doing anything? <laughs> How you doing, Scott? Good to see you. All right, what's going on, guys? Good to we see you. Mike had a bar behind him. Look at, look uh, at Scott. I thought that was yeah. a young. I thought that was a young Mark Hamill that joined you guys a little bit ago there with the beard and the seventies <laughs> part right down the middle. Hey, I'm bringing back, I'm bringing back the I'm bringing back the feather, man. Mullet. <laughs> 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 you know what? Who knows so, what it's going to look like in five weeks. <laughs> so Mike, Mike, your your whiskey collection looks great behind you. But I gotta say, Scott, in the last couple of years, yours has you planted some seeds, and you are returning gains, brother. I I mean, I want some of those seeds because your Scotch garden is growing like weeds, man. Yeah, I know. And I'll tell you what, I've been on the. Uh... Since the well, we haven't necessarily been on lockdown here. There's been a recommended stay-at-home order. Uh, three weeks ago, I've been working from home since, and I've got I've kind of been on like a heel slayer bottle kill mission. It's like time to get rid of a lot of those you know little ones that are left. I uh, I've got seven bottles sitting here, 
I was planning on like do a post at some time and just, you know, challenge everybody just say post what bottles have you killed, you know, during the, the shutdowns. Oh, we, we should have you like and Sean meet up to do some virtual zebra hunter videos and kill yeah. it. I have some four or five bottles in my trash can. I just took them up to the recycling bin a couple days ago, but yeah, I, uh, I've killed a few and that's been my whole point. I'm sitting down here and I'm like, well, these jackasses aren't ever going to finish anything. <laughs> Let me take care of this for them. Because <laughs> I know when it's over, we're going to fill it right back up. So now you, know, yeah. now you know why we call him the, the, the zebra hunter because he just drinks all our stuff we won't drink. Yep. <laughs> and I'm not letting him pour it in a uh, infinity bottle either. I want to nope. just finish it and move on. That was a mistake. Yeah, that's true. He won't let us do that. Hey, you guys, we're just talking Deanston, though, a few minutes ago before I came in. And this is one I picked up. It's a 16-year uh, Deanston Organic Oloroso. Nice. And I found it in Dallas, 50.6%. Uh, and it's, uh, it's a gorgeous whiskey. It's very nice. Uh, well manifesting what I believe Deanston has, has and has been doing. Well, hang on a second. Put it back up to the camera, Drew. Put him full screen so we can see that label. All right, hold on. Let's get that. Like 2002. Yeah, it's a 16 year. It's bottled in 2018. Organic Oloroso. Um, 50.6% ABV. You know, one thing that I can say is, I mean, I understand their consistent marketing and labeling, but that it's a little confusing because that bottle from from the size of the picture I see right now. It looks like their typical, you know, uh, Dingston, what is it, 12? I mean, heck, I got them. Oh, oh, yeah. You mean the Virgin Oak? Yeah, the Virgin, Virgin Oak. Oak. Let's yeah, Virgin Oak. A lot of those Dingston, they have that one, the organic. They have a few of those. Yeah. Similar to that white label. Yeah. yeah. I mean, it looked, I, that's what I thought you had, Scott. That's why I wanted to see it. Yeah, you got one too. Yeah. So, in other words, my lesson that I just learned is when I see a Deanston on the shelf in a liquor store, you know, pay close attention to what's on that label and don't just walk by it thinking it's, you know. Yeah. Yeah, and really that's what I did. It was kind of a second glance on this one that uh, caught my eye with it. And I think it was $105, which I didn't think was bad for a 16, when I got to looking at a 16-year, 50-percenter uh, right. Oloroso cask Deanston. So, not disappointed in it at all. You know who you're disappointing in it, Drew. <laughs> <laughs> no, I'm just thinking about how far the place is for mine, and <laughs> Drew's drooling. I know we switched positions because you messed something up. <laughs> <laughs> what totally are you doing? I, I'm disappointed. Hmm. What am I doing? I'm, I'm fixing. Fixing is Dinkson. Dinkson. That yeah. looks like a. All right. Is that a beer glass? Yeah. Doing batting. Holy shit. All right. Well, here's here's the issue that I just had. That's a big Okay, glass. chug. So chug. the cork <laughs> was broken and it was a little crumbly. And I'm pretty good at getting corks out with a corkscrew because I've worked in restaurants my entire life. Uh, but that cork was so dry that when I started pulling it out, the uh, cork itself just crumbled apart. Oof. Uh, so I don't want to leave that cork in the whiskey for obvious reasons. So I poured it out and the cork is gonna float on the top of the whiskey and I'm gonna pull out the little pieces and then I'm gonna pour it back in the bottle maybe. 
maybe. You got to get yourself a decanter, man. I'd still have to pick the pieces out. It's a backup cork, though. That's good. <laughs> All right, guys, let's move on. So let's talk about, Mark, you had an agenda for... Um, yeah. Go ahead. So, yeah, so uh, the main topic of the night that I, I thought would be fun to talk about, it's very uh, relevant to our situation, to everyone's situation, um, is, and, and I don't know if this is a great title for it, but it was Quarantine Habits. Um, and basically what, what I wanted to focus on is... Um, how are you how is everyone doing things differently are you drinking differently are you drinking more how are you acquiring your whiskey are you even allowed to go into your liquor store your local anymore um how is it affecting you know those kinds of habits and since we've got some guests it, it even can be split into two different categories for our, our subscribers our viewers our social drinkers that's one thing how is it affecting you know, whiskey tubers, Scott, what's this doing to your channel? How is this affecting you from that angle? Because um, I got to be honest, I, I'm probably, I don't know if I'm drinking more or less personally, but I was kind of already ordering more whiskey online than I was buying it locally anyway prior to this happening. But I'm really curious to see how everybody else is dealing because this week in, in Indiana anyway, I think on Tuesday there was another, you know, um creed from the governor changing things and basically now you're not even allowed to go into liquor stores you have to right. either call from the parking lot and pay right. over the phone or yeah. do an online order and and they they bring it to your car that's and no cash it's it's all you know credit card ordering so hmm. I, I don't know how it is in every other state but that, that does change things yeah i mean that's um i've probably i've probably spent a lot less money the last few weeks because i haven't done as much shopping now generally every weekend i'll go there's i kind of hit different parts of town different liquor stores on my on my route you know that i might uh, but even my my usual liquor store that i'm in once or twice a week i mean i go in there just to shop look at the shelves and see if anything new came in or or, or anything like that so if you have to call and order something i mean you're just not getting that experience of True. Uh, you know of seeing everything or just maybe uh, missing a bottle that's that's not necessarily allocated but maybe it's just a new you know knob, the knob creek 12 year that come out or something like that but um online uh, uh actually several um international sites have shut down shipping because of covid and so one site I do order from whiskey site in the Netherlands, they're not shipping to anywhere right now uh, so, of it. I, let me tell you, I've got an update on that. I actually ordered some of those Adelphi's, the Tinanik and Ben Rennes, um, back in mid-March, like March 20th, 18th, somewhere around there. And the, the status on DHL Germany, DHL.dl, has been stuck in the same status since the 25th of March. And I've been emailing whiskey site, asking them to follow up. And um, lo and behold, at 619 this evening, I got a text message from the USPS saying that it had cleared customs and now it's in their possession yeah. in Chicago. But yet, even after I got that update, I went to DHL.DL and checked it and the status still hasn't changed. Mm -hmm. And the latest status is March 25th. So Things are definitely slowing down and getting there's a grinding halt when it comes to international shipping. And so that's that sucks because that's where I've been getting most of my whiskey uh, over the last six months. Yeah. I mean, you can get so many good deals and stuff on bottles from there. You know, they're 700 milliliters. It's a little less than two ounces per bottle. 
Uh, you know, one example I give people is like the Glendronic 21, the parliament. Two, I've ordered I two bottles of it because of that. Yeah. I mean, I've ordered it for like 110, $120 a bottle. Yeah. Uh, which is, I mean, it's $250 in the States. And I mean, you're getting two ounces less, but it's big for the deal. prices of the bottles. You can't beat it. Yeah. And I've actually told that to several people, that and the 18 that have, you know, they've discovered that bottle and they're like, oh, I just love this whiskey, but it's 250 bucks. And I'm like, that's why you need to order it from overseas. You can get two bottles for that. Yeah. So it's a great deal. But I, it, the, the international shipping Let's is order different. More. So, yeah. Like what, what, Drew, have you t caught up on the comments? I'm really curious to see what some of the people that are on the show that are watching, what, what this has done to their, you know, their habits. Are they buying more, drinking more? You know, you see everything on Facebook, you guys. And of course, there's always memes and jokes about, you know, everybody's working from home now. So what's that mean? You know, 10 glasses of wine before lunch. But in the reality of it, I don't, I don't know. How, how are you guys dealing with this? Yeah, I'll, I'll post some comments here. SoCal Dram is talking about total wine still lets us in, but it's um, limits on how many people can go in. Um, drinking, Cool Blunt says drinking in the wee hours. Um, see, Catherine said... And then Pennsylvania liquor stores are closed. The website is officially open, but always down, and we can get shipments. Um, and everyone, I think his is pretty good, is drinking at 10 a.m. and watching YouTube videos and whiskey reviews a new norm? <laughs> See? <laughs> pretty much. I thought I saw something that Pennsylvania had closed all their liquor stores, and then they reopened online after, I don't know, a few days or a week, and it crashed the site because so many people tried to order their booze. <laughs> which i think that's know, what you just said if you're stuck at home what else are you gonna do i guess i don't know uh i i'm kind of curious and i i did reach out to a couple of my reps um in restaurants on the liquor side just because i was curious you know liquor stores are still open but there's not much to do as far as sell the liquor stores those guys just order what they order and you know it is what it is but I'm, you know, they've lost a lot of their their business. So I'm wondering if they're not bringing in, you know, certain like hard to find bottles or allocated stuff. If liquor stores are are declining in sales, if they're not letting people in, I'd be curious to know, you know, who's buying what? Are you getting mostly people just coming in to buy in quantity and call it a day? Or are you getting people that are just bored coming in and want to, you know, kind of shop the shelves if they've got a chance to do it? So, so I, I hold on a second, Mark. So Bob made a comment and I thought it really resonated drinking more from what I have in stock. And I, I can say honestly that I'm drinking more than I should probably, but obviously I'm drinking my stuff. And one of the things I miss most is just being able to have more social aspects with you guys to bring stuff over to share things. I know a big part of whiskey is, is, is sharing what we have. And I think that that's probably been hurt a little bit and we're feeling it more at home. And we're also probably either depending on your bar, like if I was at Scott's bar, I would never be, be this way. I'd be always happy because there's always plenty of stuff to drink. But for most people, they're probably looking at their stuff going, man, so I got, I can't get to the liquor store or I'll just keep drinking this one. That's all I can do. Maybe drink more of it because it's all you have versus before, maybe you don't drink as much because you're a little bit more selective about what you have and or you're, you're getting a blind from somebody else or, you know, you know what I'm saying? It's something about the whole whiskey sharing thing is definitely feeling a little bit of a tight grip right now, I think. Well, so everyone made a comment that goes with what you're saying. He said, seriously, to answer the question, 
he's reluctant to drink from a low bottle since he can't easily replace it now. Ah, right. And, you know, it, it, I get it. Yeah, um, you're absolutely right. It, and then I guess I would still be okay to kill that bottle if I know it's going to be around when I can buy them. You know, if it's a typical label that you can, you know you're going to find, that's a different story. But um, you I've know, a lot of comments about people drinking stuff because they are stuck at home. And so they're opening up that bottle that they've been saving or, you know, that, that they haven't opened up for a while just because they're bored and they're having a taste of it. So right. that, that well, might be a, a response as well. I don't know if this is any indication of it. And this is a good segue into the other portion, the other side of this conversation. But um, I had a chat with Ben Dietrich from SMWS earlier this week. You know, they released their April outturn and uh, they had a Glenn Farkless in that outturn, a 1.215, I think it was. Um, those 60 bottles disappeared in under 12 minutes. Um, so I had called them to see if I might be able to squeeze one out before they were gone. And we got to talking and he said that they can't they can't keep whiskey right now. SMWS is I mean, go to their website. They're out of stock is is the new norm there right now. And he's like, that's a good problem. And it's a bad problem. It's great because it shows that they're popular and, and, and members are really engaged. But it's a bad problem for members when you go and you see out of stock, you know. So is that indicative of people being stuck at home right now and just not being able to get whiskey other places? So I'm just going to go and. You know, I know it's going to be good. I, may, I normally might not probably buy three bottles from them in a month, but I can't even go to the liquor store. So why not? I don't know. Well, I thought it was interesting. I'll, I'll shut up. It says, uh, I got a, a text that says, U.S. alcohol sales increased 55% in one week because of the coronavirus yeah. pandemic. <laughs> I can only believe that based on our conversation. That's <laughs> poor planning right there is what that is. Right. <laughs> <laughs> but, so the other half of the conversation I was going to say is, how does this change? And I'm curious to hear a little bit from you, Scott, because I know we've the four of us have chatted offline about it. But how does this change the perspective from the industry? So, you know, the ambassadors and the distilleries and the, the marketing piece, you know, all of these whiskey fests where, where most of your ambassadors are traveling across the country to do events, they can't do that right now. So have you guys, you know, have you personally gotten emails from some of these ambassadors saying, hey, I'd love to get on the show? Because yeah. there's a hell of a lot you're, more you're, out there. You're, that, that's happening so much. And I think it's going to help. It's going to help us. It's going to help right. you because there's so many ambassadors. There's so many distilleries that are now being forced to work from home. They've resorted to live stream, streaming themselves. Number one is uh, Tomatin. Uh, yeah. Which selfless plug here? We're going. They invited us on tomorrow. Um, Scott Adamson is doing uh, shows every Friday. Yeah, and yeah. That's one thing he said once we were forced to work from home, he goes, "I had to look for for work. Basically, how do I still do my job?" Um, so he started live streaming, but he put together on to Matten's channel, and it took some doing on his part last weekend that uh that roy ran aqua vitae yeah. it was it was a whiskey fest they brought together 12 or 15 distilleries right right on to matten's channel and they said that they're not used to doing that um they're not used to collaborating i mean it's it's us versus them mentality in the whiskey world right you know, yeah. uh, us youtubers we get together and, and collaborate and i mean there's strength in numbers and 
you know, we talk about each other and we do live streams with each other and we watch each other. And I think some distilleries are going to learn that now. Some will, some won't. But um, yeah, another one is a Dalmore reached out to us, some of the U.S. ambassadors, and wanted to do a live stream just like you brought up. Um, yeah, tomorrow. I got a call with him tomorrow. <laughs> what? I said I have a call with him tomorrow. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> We're doing a live stream with Dalmore tomorrow night. Um, of course, it's a charity, though, we're doing as well to raise money for the American America's Nurses Association. Yep. So, yeah, he reached out to us last week or a week or a little. It's just, it's Sean made a point. He, he made a good uh, comment before the show started is a lot of these ambassadors or distilleries, um, they don't, they don't have, they didn't have the platform when this hit. So now they're all scrambling going, how do I do my work? Like you said, and they've discovered, okay, so I need to get out there online. That's, that's my only outlet. Um, damn, I don't have any platform to do that from, but wait a minute, all these YouTube channels that have been doing this for five plus years, they do have the platform. They do have a base. They, um, I'll reach out to them. And it, it is kind of funny that they're emailing us now instead of us. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah. Well, last, last weekend was, a, I think, um, I, I guess kind of an epiphany of the whole idea of what we've been doing for years, Scott, and talking about how, you know, times are changing for the whiskey industry, et cetera. And it's, it's sad that this stupid virus kind of kicked it in the gear. But that's kind of what happened last weekend. And to your point, I think that, you know, it's kind of nice to finally be there with them when they're coming out and realizing that this is this is a huge platform that not only you, but Aquavite, us, many others have been doing for years. And um, it's not just about us doing ourselves. It's about just showing our passion for why we do it. Because let's be honest, none of us make money off of this. It's because we like doing it. And I think they're finally realizing that too. You know, it's not just about marketing. Yeah. And, and you know, you do a live stream uh, and you bring in, you know, say, say you average a hundred people, you know, on a live stream, how much work did that take? you know, compared for them putting together a weekend, you know, at the Marriott with a master class tasting, Oh my gosh! you know, and, and they bring in 20 people. How much did that cost compared to, you know, a live stream virtual tasting? Well, and well, it's not just the ones that watch it while it's live, you know, tomorrow we'll have six or 700 people that have watched this show. Yeah. yeah. Exactly. Podcast or, you know, however, however else we put it out there. So they're getting residual traffic off that for, ever uh that's gotta be money well spent yeah and I, I think they're seeing that hopefully it parlays you know into the future hopefully uh they don't go back to work and then forget all this hey guys real quick um we got a super chat uh let me scrub back up i lost it that was a big one hey look at that one dang COVID, COVID for dummies. Drink up. <laughs> Stay safe, man. Hope you're not traveling anywhere. Hey, man. I haven't seen that guy in a minute. How are you? It has been a while. Good to see you, girl. All right. Mm. I'm going to sample some of this Deanston since I rescued oh, Bob. Yeah, of course. Yeah. So, so let's uh, let's pitch it over to, to Mike for a second. Let me have the mic for a sec. Uh, yeah. So what did you pull out there a minute ago? That was that looked pretty interesting. Um, yeah, you had some of it. I did. It was yes, good. You did. 
It's the uh, over. What? When did you come over to your house? That compass box? It is a compass box. Turn it to the side for a second. Is it almost gone? Oh, okay. Well, you, put a, you put a dent in that thing. <laughs> yeah. Which one is it, Mike? That's a yes, which one? Come on. Scott knows which one. I can't see. Well, actually, I know it's not the three. It's the one or the two. Myths and legends. I can tell you that. Yeah. Much. Is it the yeah. one or the two? It's the one. One. It's the Okay. What distillery, Scott? Oh, shoot. I don't remember that. Is that Glen Elgin? Come on. I don't know. <laughs> you don't know me better than that. Uh, ball Blair. Uh, this is the Ball Blair one. Uh, uh, yeah, Ashley. Good to see you, Ashley. Thanks for jumping in. Is it? Yeah. I got to go see her. Wow. Yeah, so I, I liked it. It reminded me of Ball Blair because it was. I mean, when you yeah, get tell me what it, it was. Still got the, it's still got the strong, you know, Ball Blair, you know, flavors and smell and my neighbor picked it up like right away when when i gave him some yep. when we we opened it um and i didn't <laughs> tell him so but it kind of kind of goes with what we you guys were talking about earlier you know one you're opening bottles that you know you, you typically wouldn't have opened in the first place um number two you're uh kind of I'm look, I look every night I look at my stash. I'm like, well, that one's low. And I'm like, I might as well just finish it, you know? So I'm, I've probably killed seven bottles that I didn't think I was going to kill. And one of them, like a, on our, on our other meeting that we just had, you know, I did an O2, I finished my O2, finished the uh, 99, my 99. And I'm about to finish uh, 04, and then oh, cow. my 05 is empty, and uh, my 03 has probably got about three more hits from it. So, what well, you know, I'm just you're, you're just sounds like the uh, the last entry in a desperation log of a survivor, right? Like <laughs> my last bottle of Bob Blair, morale is low. But, <laughs> morale is low. You know, it's like. And then, then it's like Scott was saying when you go when we're going to uh, how the liquor stores now don't let you go in. Yeah, you so you're not looking. You can't find like um, when I went down to the party source. You know, I had no idea when I got my bottle of '99. I had no idea it was sitting on their shelf. It wasn't on their website. That's the thing. Not their entire stock is not on the website, so you have no clue. Yep. So that's that's where you run into a lot of problems, like Scott was saying. It's kind of so. the lure of it too, though, right? Kind of what we call dusty hunting or whatever. Just yeah. kind of see, yeah. what, see what's out there. Hey, guys, real quick, we got a couple super chats. One, um, one is uh, DB She uh, Microsoft Guru set the bar pretty high. This is just a twenty percent tip. Cheers. Thank you very much. <laughs> Thank you, D. Cheers. Cheers. Cheers to you. I like to call out Soul Cal Dram Tram. It's been a long, it's been too long without a shot of White Walker. Just saying, and all seriously, cheers for always doing it, fellas. You know what? I I think he's right, Scott. Since you're always the one that instigates it, and you're part of the show right now, you have I know you have. A, I know you have a White Walker back there. Am you I, know getting, you have some a, am I getting some of that money? 
No. I'll send it over to you. <laughs> hey, checks in the mail, buddy. I don't have White Walker. Let me see. Let me, let's see. Um, I'm calling total BS on that. No, I don't. I gave it to Bart. Bart's like, uh, <laughs> Bart, do drinks, uh, Bart drinks whatever. I mean, he, he's like, uh, what's that old commercial? You know, Mikey likes it. Mikey eats yeah. <laughs> Life cereal. Yeah, life oh, cereal. Was, yeah. was that myths and legend number one? Did you just yes. Yeah, I did pour it. Very nice. Yep, I poured a little bit of that. Oh, oh, oh yeah. Man. You you were the first review, Scott, that I watched on it. Yeah. That was good. Well, yeah. and that one up actually that went on Patreon for a while first before yeah. I tasted it on YouTube. Um I don't think I've even tasted that yet. So Cal Dram said Scott. Do what? SoCal said he'll send you five dollars in your next live show. <laughs> uh, I got red label. Um that's getting off easy. Red label's easy, yeah. It's not nearly as bad as White Walker. And hey, Mark, oh, while well, he's doing that, check that out. Don't you have a CBS bottle or something? Hey, Alejandro, <laughs> so thank you for ten thousand, man. I that was um that was huge. We mentioned it on Monday. We haven't mentioned it tonight, but uh, yeah. you know. Maybe we didn't get our, our typical Thursday night show uh, viewers from Monday, but um, so on Monday we finally crossed the ten thousand subscriber mark, and uh, thank you, Alejandro, for uh, for recognizing that. We, it's a, a, a feat I don't think we expected when we started, but um, no way. We're, we're still going. We're going to be doing this in a we year. Official paper uh, play button. Yeah. And That's here we are, ten thousand subscribers later. So thank you. Uh, cheers to you, Alejandro. So what you what you got All going right. on there, Scott? Okay, so uh, what is this Thursday night? Yesterday we released our review of Sierra Norte, uh, Oaxacan, uh, Mexican whiskey. Say that oh. again. It's <laughs> well in the video I call it Oaxacan. It's Oaxacan is how it's pronounced. Bart, which is better than Bart, he called it Oxacan. <laughs> and his wife is Puerto Rican. He said it horribly. But so. They have three versions. There's a white corn, a yellow corn, and a black corn. The black corn is not good. Do not buy the black corn. <laughs> it is. It's um. An acquired taste. Feet and ass. Okay. So nice. Yeah, it's in it now. I mean, I imagine some people are feet and ass. Feet and ass. Toe jam and swine. All right. So, is it? <laughs> I had about a, you know, what is this? Thirty an ounce sample, and I, I'd probably taken two sips out of it. So this is the rest of it. Wow. Just shoot it. It's not. Yep. Yep. It's not good. Just shoot wow. it. Scott. I would take. I would take White Walker over oh, this one. Oh, you lost. Ready? No basically dark actually dark. Right, so oh. you have to shoot something. What do you guys got? That's bad. <laughs> Sean took a hit of it. No All right. I don't. I don't have bad whiskey. Uh -huh. Oh wow! Wow. That's why he won't let us in his basement. <laughs> That's true. <laughs> How you about some screwball? There's still Andrew. I'm sure. You've got a plastic handle. Come on, man. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> So what? So go, tell me more about that, Scott. It's a black corn Mexican. Yeah, so it's uh, made in uh, Oaxaca, Mexico, 
locally sourced corns and they separate them white corn yellow corn black corn and actually i heard there's a purple corn one uh, we didn't have the purple corn but we did buy the white corn the yellow corn and the and the black corn uh bottles white corn and the yellow corn were pretty good i like them the the black corn was just too moldy really kind of that white walker moldy interesting so, so scott we we had some blue corn uh, whiskey at uh widow jane and and they didn't sell a lot of that because they thought that they, there's lots of oils in those darker corns and they they can burn they can burn in the stills and so they create that funky off mm. off flavor mm-hmm. because there's so much extra oil in there and so that would make sense that the black and the probably the blue corn really isn't as clean and flavorful as some of the other ones yeah could be an you know even iron root down in texas they're doing a lot with different corns and you know they're using some of the uh what they call the bloody butcher corn which is a red corn maybe a purplish type corn but um i I think a lot of their stuff though is just i don't know that they're using well they might use a little bit of black corn i'd have to see but yeah widow jane does some some the the red corn as well I think it's interesting. Some of these smaller distilleries are using a lot of they're they're experimenting with a lot of different grains and a lot of uh, heirloom varieties to see what kind of flavors they can pull out, which I I think is really cool, actually. Um, well, I admit, there's a reason at, reason after centuries people stick with barley and yellow corn, and you know because it's got it creates a, a cleaner whiskey. Yeah, but there's there's definitely flavor varieties that I think that you get using those heirloom varieties if you're careful about it. If you're careful, you got to be careful with them. Yeah. But some of that stuff nobody has really distilled with before. So you kind of have to do a batch of it to see what kind of flavor profile you're going to get before you could blend it down into something else. Yeah. Or if they have distilled with it, they've been, they've like discarded it or they've been very careful with it. Yeah. Yeah. So, these are about as bad as I got. I got an old Dewar's white label and some crappy J&B. This isn't an old J&B. I, this is really it, guys. I mean, I, J&B is bad. I've got this awful Middleton right. I can drink or uh, perhaps this 25-year-old Boonahaven. I'm not touching my wife's Irish whiskey, no. Oh. I mean. <laughs> well, you know what? That would be punishment because I know your wife would punish you for drinking. Exactly. I'm not, I'm not taking a freaking foot in the ass. For- my wife, my wife, no one here will tell you. <laughs> no. He's got the bottles marked. No. You know she's she marked live, so she's not going to know. Uh, my wife has been drinking Irish whiskey, too. She didn't like whiskey until, oh, it was last year sometime. And she finally, because I'd, I'd always be sitting around, I'd be like, well, here, try this one. And... uh one night I gave her red breast Lustau and there's a couple Quality. of months later, she goes, Hey, let me have some more of that whiskey you gave me the other night. Mm-hmm. And I was like, what? Really? <laughs> so yeah, my Irish, uh, my money spent on Irish whiskey has quadrupled in the last year. <laughs> in fact, is there seven bottles of different red breasts in route here now from California? Oh, wow. really? Yeah, if anybody, if you, if your wife is drinking yeah. Redbreast, check out. There's a couple liquor stores. If you do wine searcher, look, just look up uh, Redbreast and and hit a couple of the California stores. I mean, I'm getting it shipped here cheap, way cheaper than I can buy it here. Wow, really? Wow. So uh, Glendale Liquors is one, and I uh, recently ordered from Remedy uh, Liquors. Liquor Remedy Liquors has been the cheapest by far, but they're yeah, I've looked at them. 
I like red breast. That's good stuff. I've looked at Remedy before. Um, yeah. the case of uh, be careful what you wish for, Scott. Uh, yeah, I know. <laughs> yeah. She's got a pretty good little selection of Irish whiskeys. Uh, I know I'm talking about Irish whiskeys, though. There's somebody that's on the channel tonight that's drinking a hell of an Irish whiskey. Uh, see, and he even mentions it in the comment. Mark, I know. Get, mm -hmm. get your wife oh, a wow. rest 20 seconds. 20 sec Dude, she'd be mad that I spent that much money on a whiskey. Are you kidding me, man? That's a, that's a salty bottle, man. Don't tell her. Don't tell her how much yeah. you spent. My favorite is probably red. My wife's is uh, Red Breast 15. Yeah, really? that one. Yeah, I went through that bottle pretty quick. Yeah, when I had. I guess that's the next bottle. one I got to get for. So uh, I've got the, she has the twelve and and the twenty one, and so I bought her the twelve cask strength so she could compare that a little bit. But she really doesn't like cask strength whiskey. So I mean, uh, obviously she's got you know Middleton's, Jameson's, the the green, yellow, red spots, stuff like that. But mm -hmm. uh, we do have a bottle of LaSalle on, on the the bar now too. But I, the fifteen, obviously, I, that's why I'm going to find the fifteen on one of those. Uh, the remedy remedy has it right now for sixty seven dollars. Wow, dude, that is cheap. Yeah, because it's a hundred and ten dollars a bottle here. Well, speaking yeah. of remedy, uh, it looks like SoCal got himself a bottle of Deanston twenty. Wow, remedy remedy. Yeah, that seems like a good price, man. I think yeah, so too. All right, we will expect a commission for remedy next week sometime. <laughs> uh, people say, hey, hey. So, Cal, that's nice of you to share that information, but you should have never done that. Uh, you know, if there's any left, it's gone now. I promise you. <laughs> yep. That's all right. The cork. <laughs> no, I'll tell you, my wife, my wife, though, Mark, she loves the higher ABV stuff. Um, I poured her Jameson 18 a couple of weeks ago, and it's 40%. And I gave it to her, and she goes, Did you water this down? <laughs> yeah. she'll drink red breast 12 cast drink neat without any I, like the, I like the cast drink better actually i do yeah uh yes yes did you just respond i love you that... yeah yeah <laughs> <laughs> uh, you should just tell her that bottle will last longer if you do that yeah i messed with her we were just sitting there last night and she had um Oh, she'd poured some red spot. So she's sitting there drinking oh, red spot. 15. And she got me um a Bunahaven Amontillado cask from the distillery. It's like 57% ABV. So I'm sitting there and she sees me pouring a little and I had I was like, what do you have? Let me taste yours. And it was red, you know, it was she tells me what it is. So I taste it and I put it back. Well, I grabbed my Amontillado. I'm just adding just a little bit of water in it, you know. And she goes, Are you putting water in my whiskey? And I said, I go, yeah. And I poured just a little bit more in there. And she just had this god awful look like she was ready to kill me. <laughs> Someone's getting a throat pump. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I'm like, and then I go, no, this is mine. Yours is sitting right there. And she's like, oh my God, I was going to slap you upside the head. <laughs> wow. Yeah. <laughs> but it's just really, it's 95% is, is Irish whiskey, is, is a single pot still. Irish whiskey, and it, for the most part, twelve years old or older. They, and her pal, I mean, she she can tell if it's not good stuff. <laughs> yeah, I mean, my wife happens to like the the, the expensive ones the most. <laughs> that's the first thing you learn. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> but that's all right. She doesn't drink it nearly as much or as often as I do. So, I mean, honestly, she's got a whole shelf of Irish up there, and it just basically sits there. 
And the funny thing is, is when these guys do come over, they they don't touch it because hell no. Because we know better. Whatever. I know who you don't touch that. Nope. So I um to further along, I I don't know if we're we're willing to go over since we already are. Yeah, I just uh, uh, I just posted no after show tonight, so we're gonna go over tonight. Okay, okay, good. I um I actually I found a, a since we there's not much scotch in the news to be quite honest with you guys. We and we haven't really done a formal scotch in the news in a while, but uh, I did find an interesting article that I wanted to kind of bring up, and maybe we can go around the horn and get everyone's per- take on it. It's it was a, an article that was written. Basically, the title is "Bartenders Tell Us What's the One Scotch They Brought Home for the Quarantine." Mm-hmm. So. It, it, it doesn't apply to, to us because we all have a selection behind us. But, okay, so if you guys had to pick one that you were going to be stuck with for the next five weeks, what one would you bring? So I'll, I'll start it off with a couple of the bartender's comments here. One bartender said Colila 12. Okay. Another one said Lagavulin 8. All right. I can respect that. So far, there's a little bit of a theme here. Um Somebody said McKellen uh, Rare Cask, and that one I was like, all right, that's a little bit of a saltier price point, and that's not on every on, bar out there either. So, and nope. it depends on what which rare cask you're talking about, what release of it, because I, year, but, yeah, yeah, um, Glenrangi Nectador, uh, Balvini Twelve Double Wood, and I was like, okay, so there, there's been. There's a little bit of a of a selection here, yeah. so let's go around the corner, around the horn here, and, and say, Drew, we'll start. You're up in the upper left corner, trying to do this. How can I do this? I can't. I suck at this. Yeah, <laughs> you're, you're way up there. Uh, what's your What's your bottle? Quarantine, five weeks. You're stuck. You don't have a selection. You get to pick one to take home with you. What are you taking? That's a really hard question. Um, it, I guess right now, um, I'm kind of back to my roots. Um, you're going to laugh about this one, but that gift gift uh, from the boys for my birthday, that Balvenie 14, is hitting the spot right now really well. Wow. Um, yeah. And that, it's just a solid dram. I mean, it's it's not too expensive. You know, it's right it's it's right up there. It's a 14-year rum cast. It's got enough flavor to it. It's got enough of what you love in scotch. Wow. Um, it's kind of like the... The meat and potatoes, right? It's right there in the middle. It's going to fill you up. It's going to get a good taste to it. It's just, it's just great. I, I'm kind of back to my roots. I like going to the, the sherry bombs and I like grabbing some SMWS cast strings and you know every once in a while a little, you know maybe pea stuff. So if you if you're talking about moods, different tastes. But if you're talking about something I'm going to just go to and you're like you know what I, I'm really liking that right now, it's going to be my Balvenie 14. Good for you. That's uh. Uh, I, that that's a little bit of a surprise for me. I probably I thought you were just going to go to like an old faithful Deanston twenty or something, which isn't really fair because even though SoCal just found one, it's not like you can go find those anywhere else. But Balvenie fourteen is a really good pick, and it's a good it fits you. I, I that I, I I'm good with that. What do you think, Andrew? I'm going to go for Lagavulin sixteen. I've I've said this for a long time now, and it is really the the. For me, the perfect balance between uh, smoky and sweet. Okay. Know, the, the the earthy uh, peat is is really so much better for me than like 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 the Floyd, where it can be kind of you know a charcoal and ashy. It's just so much earthy. It just it just balances better. And so I could drink that all day long. I mean, and, and if you're if you 
use a cigar with it, it's sweeter. If you drink it neat, it's you know smoky. It's a really good whiskey, and I, I that's that would be my like on a deserted island. That's what I would use. Um, I just poured one. You just inspired me. Good idea for serendipity. All right, let's keep going. Uh, Scott, you're next on the on, on my view screen here. Not too long ago, I would have told you Macallan 12. I'd just grab, and that would kind of be my daily pick. But I've switched. Yep. I think Bunahaven is now my favorite distillery, and I'd, I'd have to go with Bunahaven 18. Really? A good bottle, too, yeah. Why? Why would you pick that? Uh, it brings the – it just – it's a – that, that Bunahaven unpeated Isla characteristic, it's kind of got some maritime sea saltiness to it. Uh, it's not peated. So that, I think that unsalted or that, that kind of salty, unpeated barley characteristic and it's sherry cask and it's just a nice influence and it's it's just delicious. I love it. Yep. I picked out, all, my wife comes down and she pours me something blind. She'll just come get me a drink. And that, uh, that Unahaven Amontillado she poured me last night was blind. She just brought it up to me. And it took me about three sips, but I go, this is one of my Bunahavens. Could be the 18, but the uh, oh ABV is higher. <laughs> nice. I could, yeah, I could tell you. Let me ask you a question in regards to that. Bob H., one of the our uh, East Coast guys out there, I've uh, been with so well. He, um, there's, they, they changed their labeling. Bunahaven 18, right? Yeah. So there, there's yeah. an old bottling and there's a new bottling. Have you done a side-by-side -side comparison? And if yeah. you have, have you found a difference? You know, I have not. And I've actually heard that the Buna, the new uh, Bunahaven 18 is lightly peated from yeah. some people. So I have not tried it. But in, in my even in my journey now where I'm at, it used to be I wouldn't have wanted the peat. But I kind of, I like stuff even with maybe just a light, a little, uh, a slight bit of peat into it, especially if it's got some sherry influence as well. That's that's good stuff. So you're not fearing far from your sherry root. That's your foundation. Yeah, but oh, yeah. you're finding you're like a little bit of a little peat sprinkled in now. Yeah, yeah. That's cool. Well, I've got a one of the new 18s down there. I haven't opened up. And I, if I hadn't just poured this one, I might have opened that one. But uh, <laughs> Andrew beat you to the punch. Sean, what's up? Well. I've been thinking about this because I've been in restaurants a long time, and I've, I've got two answers for you. I've got my answer that I personally would pick would be really anything from Glendronic would probably be what I would do. Oh, yeah. I, I thought about doing a, a some kind of a peated scotch, but I'm not in the mood for that every day. And so I wouldn't want to be kind of tied to it. But you give me a Glendro 12, I'll drink that every single day, no problem. But – from all of the years working in restaurants, most of the bartenders I know want two things. They want easily accessible and they want something that makes a good cocktail. They're not drinking it by itself. In which case, I would probably bring home a bottle of Monkey Shoulder or three or four because I could probably afford that. And now I've got wow. and I don't feel guilty about making seven or eight cocktails while I'm waiting out the apocalypse. You can get a case of exactly. it. Yeah. Okay, I'm down with that. Yep. Well, so, Mike, you, it doesn't have it doesn't have to stay in the realm of scotch, Mike. You, you know what's a, you you've got a, a selection there. You get to choose one out of it. I, I mean, and if you want it to be your crown jewel, you can do that. But let's let's you get a case of it. What do you want? Keep true to the question. Do we want to go? Do we want to go bourbon or do we want to go scotch? Since your we're on choice. scotch, it's your choice, man. This your is list. your palate. You're the one stuck drinking it. 
Um, if it was a scotch, I'd probably have to say Glen Morangi, probably the new, the new 14. Yeah. The, the new 14. Because it's, it's, it's starting to be on like every, in a, at every bar. That's what it's starting to be. And it's, you know, it's great. It's, I, I get it. It's a toss between that 12, the old 12 and this 14 now. Yeah. Um, but this one, this one's really hitting the spot. Sure. So I'd have to go for scotch, probably this, probably for a bourbon. I'd have probably have to say, uh, probably a Knob Creek, um, the the one twenty. Tom said a case of Ball Blair ninety. Well, <laughs> I'm I'm trying to think real. He's trying to stay true to the question, Tom. I'm trying. To, I'm trying to say. I'm trying to. <laughs> so, uh, but. I'm trying to think about what how I would answer the question myself, and I really don't even know. Honestly, I right now where I am in my journey, obviously you asked me before tonight, or it, I'm with Andrew on 16. Lawlon 16 is, is my island scotch. I'm stuck on an island. That's what I'm stuck for the rest of my life. But right now in this moment, this this last two or three months or better, I've really been on a sherry bomb kick. And um I asked myself as Sean was talking because he's made the comment, am I in the mood for Pete all the time? You know, I love Pete of whiskey, but do I want one every glass? And so I was like, wow, is that how I feel about Sherry's right now? The, the big Sherry bombs. And I got to say, what's your what biggest like Sherry bomb? Though? But what I like about it is if I get myself a heavy Sherry bomb that I, that I really want, like let's just say, uh, you know, the Glendro 18, the Allardyce, man, if, if I'm not in the mood for that heavy, of a rich ch sherry uh, matured scotch, I put enough water on it and it's not as rich and heavy. I, it, I, I can get what I want out of it without being overwhelmed or, or weighted down by it. So I, I it's going to be somewhere in that sherry bomb world right now, which what's that mean? Uh, maybe it is that 18, maybe it's the 21 right now. Either one of those I could pour and just be in heaven for a while. And I love just sticking my nose in them. There's so many different sherry bombs that are out there right now, but, to keep it simple, I'll just say, you know, that the Glendro 18 really is, is I, it's different than the 21. Is it better? I could argue yes. I could also say the 21 is better. So I'm going to say the Glendro 18 is what I would pick. But, yeah. I mean, it, even that's getting hard to find nowadays. Uh, that one's starting to, to – and it's going to be not so special next year anyway, right, Scott? I mean, I think it's falling off the – the chart and it's going to be an, an, an 18 as of next year anyway. <laughs> yeah, uh, supposedly. Yeah. I mean, uh, uh, yeah, that's what they say. Right. Yeah. But I, so, you know, let's, let me finish out and see if there was any other bartender. Oh yeah. So hang on. So we finished the, the last bartender one that I said was Balvenie 12 Doublewood. Then there was, uh, so uh, one of the bartenders said compass box hedonism. Really? Yeah. Wow. And I'm like, well, yeah. what bar are you pouring at, right? Because that's yeah. kind of authentic. That's Delilah's. A, yeah. <laughs> that's a unique bottle. I mean, it didn't blow me away. One of the few compass boxes that I'm like, eh, it's, it's good. But... So here, here's one, Ardbeg Ugadale. All right. Fair enough. That That's definitely got a cult following to it. Balvini 14 Caribbean cask. Look at there. That one too, actually. That one, that one was in there. And so the uh, there's just a couple more. There's a tomato 18. 
which that's a good whiskey. I just yeah, can't yeah. that. And you know, for for an eighteen, talk about price point. That's a pretty cheap yeah. eighteen year old whiskey. It is. Um, Anak, two thousand and one. Wow, someone picked an Anak for interesting. Balvenie twelve American oak, which is definitely different than the double wood. Um, so it it just. It, to me, it fit the conversation of, you know, these quarantine habits and changes and what we're all dealing with and what's it mean to our drinking. I was curious to see what the whiskey, you know, bartenders, the guys that, that live this day in, day out, what they would pick. So it was fun to go around the horn and see what you guys had to say. Um, yeah, I think you... it has a lot to do with, hey, Mark, I think it has a lot to do with like, well, what's in their bar? You know, there are bars, like you were saying, with that compass box, like you go to Delilah's, you have every compass box that was created. That's true on their on their bar. So right. you know what you, what, what's that bar food? looking at? Yeah, I mean, I think if you've got a bartender that is is good with whiskey and and has a good knowledge of it, then they're going to pick a completely different whiskey. Oh yeah. But I think the majority of bartenders are probably going to pick something that that mixes and makes a cocktail. Yeah. I mean, they're bartenders. That, like that's, that's more common for, for the most part. So anybody can pour whiskey in a glass, right? That's right. <laughs> so this was Mike Porter's pour. Oh. Pelican. He just commented, he, he, you know, it's time to pour one. Who's got one? Well, hey, I, I've got a good healthy pour of log 16 here. So if I'm still yeah. alive when it gets I'm gonna time, do, uh, I'm gonna I'm gonna hard. can you just throw some of that towards my glass? <laughs> <laughs> you know what? That's um. That's the last I have of that, Sean. I know that they still have some of the vine and table. At least they did the last time. I just the price point that they've raised it to a buck thirty-five is just salty, man. It, it's just hard. It's a delicious whiskey. It's awesome, but I think the price point when they sold it from the expo. Remember, it was it was discounted at the expo. Yep. I think that was that was the price point for this bottle for me. Um, and now it's back up to one thirty-five, and I think it's just. It's hard oh, to get a bottle. Is that open, Andrew? Nope. Not open. Did you yet. open anything? Is that the one from Vine and Table? It is. Yeah. Yeah. yeah it's, on, so. it's well, good. I don't have one. I have a glass of this uh, Tamdu Batch One to round out the evening. There you go. I think, for the most part. I was gonna say, for the most part, I think Sean buys all the whiskey, and you guys go there and drink his stuff, and then yeah. keep and then buy your own bottles that you keep at your houses. Yeah. Is that what happens? No, 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 don't don't confuse yourself. That's <laughs> that, that might be the way it appears. Believe it. <laughs> it's just like just like you're sending the uh, White Walker over to Bart. Yeah. Right. <laughs> um, Hey, there was one other topic before we get you know, lost in the sauce here and, and shut it down if we have to. Um, last Monday, we did uh, a, a wee bit of a fundraiser for the yeah. industry, oh, yes. um, and it went it went quick. It, it honestly, we hit our goal much, much, much quicker than we thought we were going to hit our goal. Um, and I wanted to report back. I wanted, to, you know, Scotch for Dummies to report back to all of those folks that, that showed up on Monday and through money of this fundraiser, what uh, what we've done with it and what, you know, where it's going. Um, as of this moment, we've taken half of it and we made one donation to a, a whiskey ambassador uh, in the industry 
that uh, is uh, going through some medical issues and, and was was um, uh, just got out of the hospital and, and someone that we honestly really respect and, and love dearly and, and know that especially in these times it would help. So we made a, a donation for groceries for him. Uh, and then the other half of the money we are splitting amongst two of the charities that Compass Box was giving to as well. And so that's where all of those funds went or it technically only half of them made it to their destination. The other half are still in route, but that's where it's going. And I wanted everyone to know, you know, what we did with it and where that ended up because uh, we are grateful that everyone participated, um, which I, I need to verify with our accountant, our, our money man. Andrew, yeah. <laughs> I'm saying, yeah, hey, Andrew, we did these things, right? Went directly to those, are going directly to those uh, charities, yeah. Right. And, I mean, we it, it, was, it was easier to just reach out directly to those charities than to so, try and, and uh, attach ourselves or, or with, with Compass Box. We're, we not we're doing any of that, yeah. Yeah. I mean, we're... We just uh, appreciate Compass Box finding the, the charities to, to, yep. that they were donating to and we respect them and we're following their lead. So thank you to anybody and everybody that pitched in on that. Uh, we very well may do it again in the, in the future on Mondays because, yeah. I mean, anybody that's in this industry is uh, is struggling. And, you know, it's an industry that we love and we rely on. I know I yep. sure do. <laughs> yep. Absolutely. Hey, Sean, reach out to your money, man, and see how much these other guys owe you. A lot. <laughs> a lot. Hey, man. Hey, let this guy in this show. <laughs> hey, y'all, watch this. <laughs> now he's like way now over there. Well, um, so loose, loose outline. Um, I wanted to tell everybody that didn't wasn't aware or are not patrons that prior to tonight's show we did our first um video patron show uh pre-show uh normally we do a discord uh voice channel uh pre-show for our patrons and tonight we did it via uh, zoom which was pretty cool it was different um it's fun it was it was fun to, to get uh, and see folks' faces. We had somebody from Australia. We had someone from Scotland. That was really uh, cool. All over the U.S. It was really cool to have everybody just kind of in the same format. We were all shooting the breeze, talking about anything and everything under the sun. It was a good time. Um, so, you know, if you're interested in, in seeing what's going on before the shows or after the shows, um, that patron's where it's at. But we had a good time. So, Drew, uh, pass this over to you. I'm talking to our patron-only show, right? Yeah, actually, good good point, Sean. Um, next Thursday, so a week from tonight, will be our patron-only um, live show for the month of April. Um, we do have special guests lined up. Uh, it might be the same special guest that Scott's meeting with tomorrow. <laughs> <laughs> Maybe. Um, we've got some other stuff going on, too, though. So yeah, we do have some other stuff. Uh, actually, we've got a guest that reached out to us that we've never had on the show, and, and I'm sure it's a result of this whole situation. But, hey, why not have him on? He's in Scotland, and, uh, you know, it won't hurt. Um, but uh, we will give out more details to, to the patrons uh, via patron, you know, with the patron messaging and stuff, and let you guys know the details on what's going on with that. So for anybody that's not a patron, there will not be a live show on Thursday of next week. We'll still do our Monday to replace our Monday review since we're not doing that, right? Yep. Yeah. Hey, hey, hey. 
You got the blind tasting coming up. I'm bringing the thunder. <laughs> He's bringing the thunder. <laughs> bringing the thunder. Hey, listen, Mike, it's good to see you tonight. It's been a long time. We'll have to get you back on more often, buddy. We miss you. And Scott, always good, good to see you. Scott, awesome to see you too, brother. Good to see you, Scott, buddy. Yeah, thanks for having me, guys. Appreciate it. Thanks, everybody. Happy Thursday. Happy Thursday, everyone. Love y'all. Stay safe and healthy.